It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins reported to 2023 mandatory minicamp today, but center Connor Williams was not amongst the players to arrive. He was reportedly holding out for a new contract with the team. Our knee-jerk reaction here today on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to give a special shout out to our everydayers who are locked in on a daily basis, and thank you for making Locked On Dolphins your first and, in this case, second Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Double dipper today. As I finished doing the Cedric Wilson show, and approximately two seconds after I hit finish recording and started uploading the Cedric Wilson show, the news came out that Connor Williams, who has not been at OTAs along with Zach Sealer, uh, is also not arriving uh, for mandatory minicamp this week. And Mike McDaniel confirmed that his attendance, uh, he would not be attending. It is not an excused absence. And there have been uh, discussions from both sides in regards to the apparent uh, want and desire for Connor Williams, who's in a contract year. Uh, to get a new contract from the team. So, only player on the roster to not come to mandatory minicamp. Connor Williams is obviously uh, an essential piece of the puzzle for the Miami Dolphins when you consider uh, what he was for the Dolphins last season. Uh, He was a first-time starter in his NFL career at center. Oh. I don't know that we should necessarily be too surprised um, by this domino, given the fact that he was not present. And I'd like to say, let me get this out of the way first, okay? In regards to players and their obligations with contracts, and you signed a deal, you should honor it. I I personally don't fall in that camp. I personally uh, believe... Players, especially seeing how cutthroat the league is from the top down, uh, from teams and owners and GMs to players frequently. Uh, If you are in a position of leverage and you know your worth and you know that the team uh, is where you want to be and you want to try to facilitate making sure that you stay there, uh, do it. Look after yourself. And for the the sense of Connor Williams, who just turned 26 years old, to turn in the season that he did for the Dolphins last year as playing every snap and being the the centerpiece and the keystone of the Dolphins' offensive line and individually, from an individual performance perspective, performing at a very high level. There were some people that were worried in training camp about the snaps and talking about him not being a center before. Connor Williams went out there. He had what, a handful of high snaps throughout the course of the year. Uh, But his range, his football intelligence, his 
athleticism, his ability to get up onto the second level, his pass protection skills. Uh, There were plenty of complaints and gripes to have about the Dolphins last year, but Connor Williams wasn't one of them. And in his first year as a starter, he was given the keys to the offense and calling protections, and he had a lot on his plate. He's an invaluable member of this team. And to be coming into this year getting less cash than he got last year, I think is an important footnote here. He signed a two-year $14.035 million contract. He got $7.005 million last year. Right now, he's scheduled for his yearly cash to be $7 million on the nose. So you're getting technically less money. There is a per-game bonus of $500,000 that is available to him that will make up some of that difference when it's all said and done. But Connor Williams making currently set to make less money this year. He was only guaranteed uh, $8.5 million in salary. Now... From a financials perspective, the Dolphins are in a unique spot. And I think the first thing that you have to do is cross-reference where Connor Williams is with the center market. So with that in mind, I've gone out and and identified, courtesy of SpotRack, a couple of uh, key measures of the center market in the NFL and the landscape right now. Connor Williams is scheduled to be the eighth highest center paid in football in cash this season with $7 million. The players in front of him, Ryan Jensen, $12.5 million. Frank Ragnall, $11.65 million. Jason Kelsey, $11.5 million. Eric McCoy, $11.08. Corey Lindsley, $10.5. Ryan Kelly, $10.125. Mitch Morse, $8.25. Connor Williams, 7 So I think here's the first thing from a cash perspective, and, and that you know discrepancy is even more pronounced when you look at the annual average salary at the position, Kelsey, 14 and a quarter, Frank Ragnall, 13 and a half, Ryan Jensen, 13, Ryan Kelly, 12 and a half, Corey Lindsley, 12.5, Eric McCoy, 12, Mitch Morse, nine and three quarters, Connor Williams, 7 million. There's not really a middle class here. Connor Williams is the middle class at center. The next highest after Connor Williams, there's four centers that are getting paid $6 million per season on average. And then it's Garrett Bradbury and Mason Cole at five and a quarter. He's in limbo and he has earned based on his play last season, the right to say, I belong in that echelon with Morch, Morse, McCoy, Lindsley, Kelly. You want to make the argument that Kelsey Ragnow and Jensen are the three best centers in football. I'm going to agree with you. I think they are. But Connor Williams is in the same stratosphere of those players. And Eric McCoy just signed a new deal. And that's the deal that I think has a lot of weight as it pertains to Connor Williams, what his outlook looks like, and the reason why I think he has a very fair argument. And just the way that the league works, it's not personal, it's business, right? And I think it's clear, it's encouraging that Connor Williams wants to be here. He wants a new contract. He wants to stay in Miami. But he wants a new contract because he's undercompensated. That is true. And not only is he undercompensated, uh, he is even more of a rarefied asset because of the offense the Dolphins play and his role 
and assignment and responsibilities before the snap. The Dolphins very clearly identified him as a player who had the football intelligence to play the center position for them when they signed him in free agency last year, but it was a roll of the dice, and it came up aces with his individual performance within the Dolphins' offense. So with that in mind, you have finances. People will talk about 2024, and it's not hard to get the Dolphins' cap compliant in 2024. It's really not. Right now, the Dolphins are in a position to take advantage of some extra cap space at their disposal, courtesy of the Byron Jones June 1st window that has now opened up $13 million in cap space. And we'll talk about in segment three, what would Kyle Krabs do? But we next have to talk about what Connor Williams' play within the Dolphins' offense really measures to and why it is so important for the Dolphins. But before we get there, Right now is the perfect time to make a fast break over to FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 in bonus bets back if your first bet with FanDuel doesn't hit. If that's not peace of mind for you, I don't know what is. $2,500 bonus bets back with FanDuel if your first bet with FanDuel as a new customer does not hit. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports betting partner of the NBA. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So let's talk Connor Williams. Um, I, I know the skeptics of Connor Williams uh, early in the season last year would point to the pro football focus numbers. And I've said a number of times, I think pro football focus has uh, an outstanding amount of value for a lot of reasons, but their individual player grades is not on the lexicon of things that I highly covet and, and take a lot of stock into. But even those, as it pertains to Connor Williams, have come up aces uh, throughout the course of a full body of work for an entire season. If you were to grade just the centers in football, Connor Williams, according to Pro Football Focus, was the fourth-ranked center in football, and he played every snap for the team last year. Those ranked in front of him, Creed Humphrey, Jason Kelsey. Okay, Creed Humphrey's on a rookie contract. Kelsey, we've already established from a financials perspective, is the top tier. He's averaging over $14 million per season, which is twice what Connor Williams is getting paid. 
and then Ethan Posich from the Cleveland Browns. Frank Ragnall paid almost twice as much as Connor Williams. Connor outranked in, in these rankings. Corey Lindsley's in front of him. Uh, in, in the financials, Connor Williams ranked that highly in that regard as well. Connor was credited with 16 pressures total last season. And when you consider he played 1,127 snaps and 690 pass, passing plays, uh, that level of security is pretty impressive for Connor Williams. Now, it's this is not a player who is overwhelming with his power at the point of attack. But again, this is a horizontal flow offense, right? You're looking to stretch horizontally. You are looking to stress teams to the sideline, look for over-pursuit, have cutback opportunities. You're really looking to create displacement on the second level in the passing game with a lot of your play fakes and RBOs and your run action. And Connor Williams being at the center of that, but not just the center of that, but also having a meaningful pre-snap communication role to play within the Dolphins offense makes him a very unique contributor that uh, I don't think you would necessarily identify from having just watched the games on television and being able to observe what he physically does. Um, he is a player who, from a physical profile perspective, is one of the better range centers in football. Uh, his ability to get out on the second level, his ability to uh, play in the screen game, which was not necessarily a huge strength, but you see the range, you see his ability to get up on top of linebackers who are out-leveraging him in pre-snap alignments, his ability to help uh, in protection and slide, and slide with quickness and close doors late. There's a lot for Connor Williams that from a physical skill set perspective and at only 26 years old, you have to figure he's still scratching the surface. Some of these centers that are still playing at a high level, I mean, Kelsey is the dream come true, and that's a dangerous player to compare anyone to, but he's 30, almost 36. He's almost 10 years older than Connor Williams. So, the center position, as compared to tackle, where you live much more on an island, things happen quicker uh, on the interior, but you have bumpers on both sides of you more often than not, because even when you're in six-man protection and you're going to do a four-man turn, the center's not always on the end of the turn and, and forced to play on an island where he has an open gap next to him. That guard will come with him at times. Now, there are times where, you know, if the center's going to step right, and you have to lock the, the backside guard and the backside tackle, he is a little bit on an island, and he has to be able to identify is this mugged-up linebacker coming through the A-gap that I have to shut the door on, or is there something late coming from the backside, like a twist, where I have to get my eyes back around and identify, okay, I stepped right because there was a presence walked up on the line of scrimmage, but that player dropped out, and now i got to slide and go help to my left because they're playing a game off the side, and my guard and tackle are, are passing off a stunt, and they need support to be the pillar on the inside. He does all of these things. And for being a first-time center, I mean, you're, you're really only scratching the surface of what he's capable of being at the center position. And the biggest resume point that anybody had against Connor Williams for a really long time in the build-up to the season was, well, what about the snaps? Oh, there's high snaps in training camp. 
I think the Dolphins had maybe three snaps all center out of a, all season, out of 1,100 snaps total offensively. He had maybe three. It's equivalent to, to holding on uh, against a sack player or a pass rusher for having eight sacks versus 11 sacks when he rushed the passer 700 times in a season and maybe had as many pressures as the, the other guy who had 11 sacks uh, but had the same amount of pressures. They influenced the quarterback on the same amount of plays, right? But it's even more extreme because three out of 1,100 is a really marginal number. So I, I think you're going to have a hard time holding Connor Williams and the film up against Creed Humphrey or Jason Kelsey and say there's an equal footing here that puts Connor Williams at the top of the market. I would agree with that. I think he'd have a hard time making the case to say, I need to be at the top of the center market in the NFL. But he does not deserve to be in the middle class of the economics of the position anymore, which is why for me, uh, what I've done is I've gone over to overthecap.com. I've looked at a couple of the other contracts that are out there, and I have my offer that I would make Connor Williams. I don't know that he would take it, but if I called up Drew Rosenhaus and said, hey, th this is the framework, the rough framework. I'm sure there's more flexibility the Dolphins could build in with guaranteed money and, and how they strategize roster bonuses versus fully guaranteed salary and so on and so forth. But I at least wanted to put together some of the raw financials. And if you're going to be on YouTube, the, the, we, I will have this up so you can see kind of what I'm talking through, if it would help you as well. So that's what we're going to finish with here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. I'm going to put together what my offer would be for Connor Williams to end this holdout quickly and get him back in camp and more specifically under contract long-term for the Dolphins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I mentioned the Eric McCoy deal. Uh, Eric McCoy signed a five-year, $60 million contract that featured an $8 million signing bonus, $20 million in guarantees, and an annual average salary of $12 million dollars it's a five-year contract McCoy in 2023 will earn 1.08 million dollars with a restructure bonus of 10 million dollars while carrying a cap hit of under 4.75 million dollars so McCoy was in the last year of his deal they reworked him he got 11 million dollars in cash with a salary cap hit this year of $4.6 million, okay? An average of 12 per season. What I have put together is a five-year, $55.08 million contract proposal that I would like to send to Connor Williams. So if you're on YouTube, I just pulled this up. 
there's two ways to look at contracts in the NFL. You can either choose to look at new money or total value. So while Connor Williams is under contract this year, and he's currently under contract for $7 million, what I would like to do is I would like to give him a $10 million signing bonus. I'd like to give him a roster bonus, and I'd like to give him the minimum salary. So if you gave him a $10 million signing bonus, and he got a $5 million roster bonus this year, and then his base salary, a.k.a. his game checks that he got paid prorated throughout the course of the season was the veteran's minimum at $1.08 million. He would get over $16 million in cash this year, and the salary cap hit would be $9.455 million. So while the salary cap hit is going up almost $2.5 million this year, remember... The Dolphins have an extra $13 million in cap space. And the reason you give him $16 million between a roster bonus, a signing bonus, and a base salary in the first year is you could say, look, Connor, we want to pay you what you're worth, but we have to acknowledge that the salary cap for 2024 is going to be a little snug. So we'd like to give you 16 this year and then give you four next year. So your first two years on the deal you're getting $10 million per season on average, but we're going to front load the first two years of the deal. So your salary cap hit for 2024 is only $6 million. So the cap hit goes up this year, and then year two of the contract is a reduced salary cap value so that Connor still gets reasonable money. He's getting you know, eight figures per season on average across the first two years of the deal. You're just giving him 16 up front which would catapult him into first place in cash. Right now, first place in cash this season is Ryan Jensen with 12.5. And then the two-year salary or the two-year total would be 10. And if you took that average, it's about six across NFL center. So it's up higher. And then after the first two years in which he gets $20 million in cash across the first two years, distributed in such a way that allows the Dolphins to fill some of their $13 million in Byron Jones money into the new Connor Williams contract and a reduced cap hit number in 2024, 2025, 2026, and 2027, the last three years of the deal, you're talking 13, 13 and a half, 14 and a half million dollars per season. And if you fully guaranteed 2025 and almost half of 2026, you would give $32 million fully guaranteed across $48.5 million in new money and across the $48.5 million in new money across four new years of the deal, that average for Connor would be 12.14. And then you can say to Connor, that 12.14, if you look at that through the lens of the hierarchy in the NFL passes Mitch Morse and it technically passes Eric McCoy. It puts you within a half a million dollars, within $350,000 per year of fourth place in the NFL stratosphere where you're only comfortably behind Jason Kelsey, Frank Ragnow, and Ryan Jensen. You are a hop, skip, and a jump away from being the same as Ryan Kelly and Corey Lindsley. That's your sales pitch. So the way that this would work that benefits 
Connor Williams is he gets paid up front and he gets paid more than 2x what he's scheduled to get paid this year. Across the first two years, well, now you're still almost 3x, you know, because you're scheduled to get $7 million and that's it versus 20 across the first two years. And then in year three, you give him an $11 million cash salary when things open back up in 2025. So across the first three years of the deal, he's ended up receiving $31 million in cash. So he's collecting 10.3 per season approximately across the first three years. That average cash, again, takes him out of the firm middle class and puts him into the same stratosphere as the upper class of financial players. That would be my offer to Connor Williams. And again, I can't guarantee that he would take this. But what I can guarantee is teams or, or teams that represent players love having an opportunity to point to certain lenses and focuses to put the contract through in order to say our player is very well represented here. Now, case in point, if you looked at guaranteed money, the percentage of the contract that is guaranteed, this is a lens for this contract that would be very favorable for Connor Williams, the current highest amount of guaranteed money at signing for a center in the NFL is Ryan Kelly with $30 million. And that was 60% of the total value of his contract. This proposal has $32 million in full guarantees at signing. His signing bonus, his roster bonus, his 2023 salary, his 2024 salary, his 2025 salary, and $5 million of his 2026 salary. So you're, you're locking Connor Williams in effectively for three years, and then you can open up the conversation to say, okay, you're getting closer to 30. You've got half your salary in 2026 is guaranteed. You got a $13.5 million cap hit that's scheduled. Uh, you got a $14.5 million cap hit for the last year of your deal in 2027 based on this proposal that we have. Do we want to move on? Do we want to trade you? Do we want to extend you, restructure you, whatever? And you have a lot of flexibility to do that. It's effectively, uh, practically a three-year deal for Connor Williams. And then the last two years of that, you can be much more fluid with to determine if his base salary that is not fully guaranteed is something you're interested in, in taking on or not. But Connor Williams could take this contract of five years, $55 million total, four years, $48.5 million in new money, and say, well, they're giving me $32 million at signing. That's the highest anybody, any center in the league has right now. And that's the win for Connor Williams to say, well, most guaranteed money for a center in the NFL. The new years of the contract, yeah, you're, you're talking sixth highest paid center in football. And, oh, by the way, the Dolphins would do this with this approach, and if they structured the money like this, you are looking at a $6 million cap hit for the Dolphins in 2024, which is the high-stress year that we're all worried about how the Dolphins are going to make sure that they uh, negotiate the salary cap without compromising a bunch of the talent that they have on the roster. Case in point, 
So SpotTrack.com right now has the Dolphins scheduled to be almost $50 million in surplus of the salary cap. If that number worries you, hear me out. You can restructure a number of players. You could restructure Tyreek Hill if you'd like and save almost $14 million against the cap. You can restructure Bradley Chubb again and save another $15.5 million against the cap. You can part ways, if you'd like, from Emmanuel Agba and save $13 million against the cap. And if you parted ways as well with Jerome Baker coming into a contract year in which he's, his cap hit is scheduled to be almost $15 million, the Dolphins have three and a quarter million dollars in cap space. And remember, all you need is six to account for Connor Williams. And that would still leave the Dolphins with uh, in excess of 51 players under contract. It would leave you with 54 players under contract and only the top 51 count against the cap. So all I did was restructure Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb and move on from Emmanuel Agba and Jerome Baker and the Dolphins are plus. What are you going to do with the Tua Tonga Valoa money? Are you going to extend him? Are you going to open it up? I can tell you you're going to move on from Cedric Wilson regardless and save almost $7.5 million. You'd have a chance potentially to move on from Mike White if you needed to and save another four if you wanted to go in a different direction with your backup quarterback. You can move on from Jason Sanders and save $4.2 million. So all I did, again, I restructured Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, Moved on from Emmanuel Ogba, Jerome Baker, and Jason Sanders, and I have $15 million in cap space. And I understand the whole apprehension of restructuring contracts and putting yourself in bad situations because the Dolphins did that for a really long time. I understand why that kind of gets folks queasy. But it's the cost of doing business to be competitive. And unlike when the Dolphins did that in the past, this is a highly competitive roster. This is not a roster that is full of a bunch of early to mid-30s, highly expensive players with a lot of dead money. You have flexibility. That's the whole point of doing it this way. And this is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to build up to a certain point and you're going to have the breakthrough, or it's not. But you have to give yourself the chance to have the breakthrough. And then once you have the breakthrough, and hopefully that comes in 2023, you do your best to ride the wave as long as you can. And then you transition. And for the sake of the Dolphins, again, they have $105 million in cap space currently scheduled for 2025. Now, you'd lose some of that with the Connor Williams extension. But isn't that the point, to retain as many good players as you possibly can? And our proposal here, I think, is a perfectly fair market value for Connor Williams uh, that would allow the Dolphins to minimize his year two salary cap hit, get him the money that he earned based on his play last year, and get him back in camp. We'll see what the Dolphins do. Hope you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Fins up. Appreciate you guys for checking out the show. You can find us again on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Please hit subscribe on the channel. Click the bell to get the notifications on YouTube. Comment, subscribe, follow along for this ride. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. Talk to y'all again soon. Fins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.